And it was, it was not a big success. But when we saw those big tools, those big plastic tubes, we were like, oh, I think there's something there. <laughs> so on that night uh, where we were like, oh, we have something so cool to play with, we we're like, what do we do with this? Are we going to keep it as a secret or are we going to reveal it? And now tens of thousands of people are doing this. Hey, Wiki Hunters, welcome back to the Art of Photography podcast, where we share artist journey and share how photography given us hope, purpose, and happiness. And today we have someone who is an innovator in, in the photography industry, someone who actually I followed long, long time ago. It's such a, a privilege to have them here today and being able to hear the story behind not only their photography, but also the innovation behind it, because trust me, it will blow your way, uh, blow your mind away. So today we have Eric and Kim. How are you guys doing? Hi. So cool to be with you today, tonight for us, and morning for you. We'll start right away. I had a question for you, okay? Oh, right away. I love this. This is so, great. I, I thought I was supposed to be the one asking questions. <laughs> no, you, speak, you speak Indonesian, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. 100%. So, I know one word, okay? And I, I have no uh -huh. idea how to pronounce it, but I want to tell that word to Kim because this is one comment that always comes from Indonesian fans. They write ah. to Kim. I'm not sure if you saw that. Keren. 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 What does that mean? Yeah. It's actually mean awesome. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought it was beautiful. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, Keren. It's like, oh, it's like uh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, you guys are doing really awesome stuff, 100%. You know, when I first come across your work, one of the things that really intrigued me is just the way you use slide and how you like painted right um, behind the, the portrait behind your subject and I thought it was something that I've never seen before um, so when I first saw that right away I was like wow like that's incredible and I, I have um, I have made uh, a few attempts to buy the tube and everything but I never followed through with uh, with it so you know now that I've I've gone on a podcast with you. Maybe that's my incentive to actually make that happen. But look, um, it's so inc uh, incredible to see how both of you work together, um, you know, as a, as a photographer and dance. And before we can uh, move forward with, um, you know, all the different questions, tell us a little bit about how did it all get started? You know, how did it all get started for you, Eric, as photographer and how um, it kind of um, transpires with, Kim and you know half two different work of art meet together. Okay, so I think you already know that story from so many photographers. I was traveling with a point and shoot camera. <laughs> <laughs> you heard nice. you heard that before, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and I got super lucky because yes, I was very interested into photography. I wanted to become professional, but where, where do you start? Like if you have no one, like no, none of your friends in that, uh, doing this as a, as a profession, as a, as a business, or how do you start? And I, I was just super interested about photography and I had a point and shoot camera and I, I was traveling and I, I was just taking pictures of plants, birds and, and stuff. <laughs> and 
just a bit lucky. Well, I had a friend in an agency and he, uh, he called me one day. He said, oh, can you do that, that gig with us, just taking pictures of uh, product? And I was like, oh, yeah. And, I, and then I, I bought my first DSLR, like the cheapest one I could find, just because that, that's what I was thinking was uh, a good way to, to get started. And I killed it. Like I, my first gig was so great uh, because it was something that uh, it was kind of easy for me with the small experience I had. Um, I, I think I've been lucky and uh, I did a, a great job with it. So then I got another one, another one, and, and then I've been able to buy my first uh, full frame, which was a 5D one back then. So it's a long time ago. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and and then, yeah, I continued to, to do photography for uh, a year or two, but it's, the passion started to fade out because I was just taking photos of products. I was doing personal projects, but I felt like I was not bringing anything new. So kind of faded out. Um, my, uh, my profession is programmer and that job was giving more liberty. I was able to travel and do programming. But photography, not that much because I had to go to places early in the morning and I was like, oh, not too sure if it's for me. So I kind of quit for a few years until I got contacted to do a project in 360 with cameras and programming. So I had to code the whole system to connect all of the cameras together. And that changed my life because this is so cool. And the first project I did in 360 were just um, uh, live events, like shooting people, jumping, uh, not the most uh, uh, creative things, but I felt like there was something to dig into with this technology. So uh, after one year of going on tour with the, the, that system, it was only 20 something cameras back then. Um, was like, okay, let's try to see what we can do as an art form with this. So I set up this, just a super small system with 24 cameras in a, in a studio. And this is where I met that girl, Kim Henry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> You are then, sir. Oh, okay, okay. Then you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, you will Where's the script? There Where, where's the script, like Kim? <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I can't. I can't see how you guys work really well as a team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, like no, it's just that I felt like I, I spoke too much, so I wanted to give you the ball. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. So polite. That's um, very nice. So if I can like. Uh, fill the gap from before we started working together and what brought me uh, to that place, let's say. Um, so I was uh, a gymnast for many years, like I did competition and then I decided to study dance and I was doing mostly like very high athletic uh, acrobatic stuff. I was fascinated by details, but also like, yeah, high intensity movement and stuff like that. Uh, and at some point, uh, I got injured and I got like a surgery and I, and I was at that point, I was actually wondering, like I was reconsidering my career as a whole. And, uh, interestingly enough, like that, um, let's say that constraint became like actually a new opportunity to 
like see a new perspective, a new way to um, to to see the movement and to see dance and to approach uh, dance differently. So I became fascinated with um, more minimalistic dance during the time that I I could not actually move, and during that process of uh, yeah getting interested in like state of presence and minimalism and what was actually like how could I master my body in those very subtle ways this is where we met um, he was doing light painting with dancers in 360 um, and light painting is like long exposure time so the the person has to stay still and not move for very like a few seconds and that was exactly where I was at at that point I was looking for a way to um, so it became like a, a kind of a dance of stillness so how to fulfill the body in stillness so well what she's not saying is that she changed the project because she was so precise so, so perfect with the stillness something I've never seen before uh, it was in my beginning. It was just a few months old with this technique, and I've never seen something like that before. She she was so good with, with this, and she became the face of that project uh, that uh, we did in the early 2013, uh, nearly 10 years ago, actually. Yeah. And um, so um, that project took life. Uh, it it uh, brought a lot of new opportunities for me, but I didn't know her. She was part of the project, but I worked with her just for one hour and that was it. So after uh, one year of uh, uh, surfing on that project, I decided to contact her back to see what, what's next. Where do we go from here? And, um, and then we started really to, to work together. So long, much longer story, but uh, we started to travel together and to, to, to create more. So, so I'm not uh, taking pictures of Kim. We are a duo. We work together. She's a big part of the, the, the creative process. Uh, so many of the ideas you see in our images come uh, from her. Um, and yeah, it's been a while now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's super interesting how, as you said, like our two very different path and expertise actually meet in that uh, art expression that we made like ours. That, that's incredible. I It just got me excited to have both of you here. And I was so happy when Eric, you know, say that, you know, you're going to brought Kim in there because it's like two of my passion, you know, that I have in life kind of collide together, you know, dance and photography. So it's just incredible. And I love hearing that story, right? Um, it, it's I mean, when it comes to photography, we see it over and over again that we love it from the for the creative part of it. But many of us kind of lose that, um, lose lose sight of that um, throughout uh, the journey because you know whether we're looking for that uh, followers, the numbers, or you know try to make money of it, and that kind of fade away. So I think it's really important to under to remember why you kind of get into it and what's their biggest purpose. So that's incredible. So I could say that is, is so talk to me a little bit about the 360 project. Like what is that project? How did it come? Um, why, why did the project um, 
what, why was the project there? What was the main purpose of that project? Mm-hmm. So the first project was for Chevrolet, the cars, and it was during a tailgate for a football game in Quebec City. And uh, I was hired to uh, program the system to connect all the ca- cameras together and and show and, and push the, uh, the final video on social media because back then we were pushing the videos directly to, to Facebook. So uh, the folks were coming in the center of, uh, of our structure. They were jumping, were triggering the cameras, and then they, they were able to share the image. So it was uh, ex- experience, experience, oh, experiment Exper- no yeah. not, not experiment but it's uh, an experience for uh, for, the, for ah. the users with a brand okay yeah so at that point it was right. not really it was not artistic it yeah. was like a brand paying for a really nice cool experience for the attendees yeah nice. but there was so much to do with that kind of system and yeah. um, this this is what i've been pushing for for the the past 10 years is to see what we can do uh, with this, and that's how I, I grew up because uh, back then it was, it was just 20 something cameras, and, and now I'm at 176 in one structure, but I have 400 cameras total. And the reason why I have that many cameras is because we've been doing so many projects, and sometimes we have to to ship cameras to a different country to, to make a project. So, in the end, like I'm, I'm here with tons of cameras and tons of creative uh, projects, mostly in 360, with also 3D scanning uh, with a different kind of, of uh, installation. But my playground is really the, the 360. It's uh, it's an old um, a theater that we turn into uh, just a creative playground uh, with no window, just pitch black. And we have the subject in the center of the ring. And then I do either light painting or we do dance movements, we experiment and we try to improve the technology because we also teach how to, uh, to, to make that kind of system, how to use multiple cameras together because the software we did back in the days, it's still uh, maintained, it's still developed today. And we power up tons of uh, agencies and companies, studios working in that, with that kind of technology. Mm-hmm. And in our case, like what is interesting is that it's a very like complex setup. It's a lot of technology and there's a lot of work behind it, obviously, like for the software and everything. But it's it's really how to put all that technology, um, like how to use it for the art, how to apply it for the vision, like the visual, the artistic vision, let's say. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you remember in 2013, uh, when we were working together after a sequence, we were going uh, outside of the rig and we're looking at the playback on one camera. So we couldn't see the 360 uh, right away. We had just guess what it would look like. And we were validating wow. just from one camera just to see if the, the light was good. So we're scrolling yeah. on one of the 24 cameras just to see if it was okay or not. And then it would take hours to download all of the files and maybe some were good, maybe not. And now we, we push the button and, and the full uh, result is ready within a few seconds, uh, fully calibrated and, and ready to, uh, to, to, to view. So yeah, we, uh, we worked a lot on that. Uh, we have a team here uh, working on the software and the hardware. So we have technicians and, and now when we go in the studio, uh, we can play without thinking too much about the technology. Is it going to work or not? It is working because 
this is what uh, the team is uh, is there for. That's that's incredible. And um, so you guys are literally the grandfather of 360 cameras then. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say that. I don't feel comfortable with that because <laughs> other, other companies were there before me. There are a few other mm-hmm. ones, but the way I use it is the, the way I want to uh, to live my life. And and I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to, uh, to have access to this. Uh, and I work for this, of course, but I, I made the choice to, to, to have that uh, that permanent studio and we're not many on the planet currently to have that kind of, of thing. And, um, but I want to keep doing this because I feel like we're, we're into something uh, quite unique, uh, super interesting. And every time we, we go there, we, we know that there's something else to, to experiment with, something else to discover. Yeah, it's, that's cool. It's the same with with photography with one camera, but when you you have 166, that like you, you start to think about all the ways you can trigger the camera to make different kind of sequences and and play with the with the time and the space in 3D. So it's endless. It's my brain yeah, is exploding. It's like <laughs> when you get a camera, like you have one perspective, and you got three. You know, like if you have a 360 camera, then you have so many different perspectives that you can play around with. Yeah. So. Yeah, but that's a super yeah. good point. And that's how I learned like painting actually. Because back in the days, there were not there were no tutorials. And like painting for me was just like writing your name with a flashlight. I was not interested in that. But uh, the technique I crafted was to do like painting in one second because I wanted to have a very sharp subject. And as I was building this, I was doing trial and errors, but I had access to 24 angles. So I learned faster because of that. When you have one camera, you see the result, but the result just for with five degrees difference is totally different. And having access to all of those five made me learn so much quicker. That that is so I never cool, planned that. for that, but it was very <laughs> helpful for me. <laughs> wow, that is, that is actually so cool. So we, I have a few questions for Kim as well, but before we get to that, um, I'm interested on how so. You tell me that, you know, the first thing was the point on shoot and then you got into the 360 project. Now, where does the light painting came in? Like at what time you go like, you know what? I'm going to start doing this really cool stuff with the light painting and create, you know, circles and, you know, sparks and pattern and all this incredible stuff that I have never seen before. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's something to make sense uh, once I explain the reason why, because I had no interest with light painting, as most photographers uh, back then, because I didn't know any light painters doing professional work. I found a few while researching for that, but prior to that, uh, like, light painting was just making, uh, like growing a heart, no interest at all. However, as I was saying, I was in a very small studio with 24 cameras. It was so small and I had experience with strobes, like studio light, like softbox, these, these big things. But I couldn't use that because it was too big and I was lighting up the whole rig with my, with my lights. So I had to find a way to, to use a very concentrated light around my subject. So I took a flashlight and I started to draw around around my, my subject and it, it worked. And then I started to get more interested and I 
found really good light painters. Like th there was already something back then. So some uh, very inspiring uh, artists. And, and I, I worked with, with uh, one of them. And he's actually in, in Montreal, Patrick Rochon, which is, is one of the best light painters in the world. We don't hear much about him now because he's not very active on social media, but he's, he's, he's so good with this. And I saw him working and he was doing like a one minute exposure and like crazy lights. And I was like, oh, that, that can be something. Like there's something there crafting the light by hand it's so different this is this is so different so from that point i was not behind the camera i was with the subject in front of the camera and i was not interested to do super long exposure because i wanted to have a very sharp subject so this is how i came up with that one second exposure technique but then how did we bring that outdoors and that that happened with, with kim a few years after I pass, i'm passing you the ball yeah do we go there <laughs> um, yeah let's go yeah so we were back then in 2015 we were teaching uh light painting in studio um we've been teaching since the beginning basically but uh, and every time, like we were, every time we would do a workshop, we would ask for people to like, uh, we would try to get some new tools and different stuff the day of, so we could actually show people that we can do a light painting with basically anything. So flip flops, Apple, and things like that. <laughs> um, and a friend of us, we were in in San Francisco, and a friend of us uh, actually recommended us to go to a place called Tap Plastic because we could find some plastic stuff and acrylic. Um, and we got there, and there were like was that four four feet four feet uh, long plastic tube uh, made for uh, like um, fluorescent to uh, cover fluorescent lights. And we're like, oh, that could be. A really nice tool it's a very big tool because we've been trying uh maybe a few months earlier to bring light painting outdoors and it was it was not a big success like uh we were not satisfied eric was, was very visible and it we didn't have like high quality so we just leave it at that for that moment um but when we saw those big tools those big plastic tubes we were like oh i think there's something there <laughs> So we, we took one, I think. Yeah, just one. We, we only bought one. We bought like other stuff for the workshop and we did that and it was, it was super fun. But that night we went out on the beach with that same friend uh, and we just tried it with the same flashlight that we had, the same, um, and it was actually good. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly the style you know of us working outdoors at the blue hour with one circle. This is exactly what we created that night. So on the first night trying something with that long tube, we defined that style that is much more popular than anything else we've been doing in 360 because this is accessible. This is how we, we created a community. It's by teaching. So on that night uh, where we were like, oh, we're something so cool to play with. We're like, what do we do with this? Are we going to keep it as a secret or are we going to reveal it? <laughs> and we decided to just share everything. And that was a good decision because it's, it's kind of easy. It's accessible. It's not expensive. And now tens of thousands of people are doing this. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That, that is the right word. It's so cool. Um, <laughs> Cause like um, I, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Just like hearing you guys, you're like you're, you guys explaining this, but like, like I look at it and what's really cool about it is um, 
you know, with 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 light, um, as as you kind of experience, you can create a smooth or like a sharp thing, especially at night with photography, and you create that and you create the dynamic. You you kind of um, use uh, an even light. You cr- you create like uh, with the tape to create a different pattern, and then you have sparkles on the you know the outside. It, it's just so cool. Like you know, like we always think how did you come up with that and it's so cool to hear the story behind it so so then i now i can call you guys the grandfather of the tube light painting then is that is that right <laughs> I, I will i will never claim that i invented that okay uh some people do but light painting has been there forever and some people we found after afterward that some people were especially german people were using similar tools but not in the same way but we found one picture that is very in line with what we do and it dates from way before we were there probably in the 90s okay and i have to find that photographer it's a <laughs> it's a music album and the cover is with the tube picture and I don't I don't want to reveal it on that show now but we'll come back one day with the, with the answer but yeah so I, I I never claimed that I invented that but uh, clearly we made it popular and that's super satisfying can, can we read something we just uh, received we just received a message I think it it fits well with the the topic uh, 100% jump in this one so yeah, I was thinking. Uh, is this someone... the Indonesian? Is it Indonesians <laughs> as well? Or... <laughs> no. So uh, so uh, someone on Instagram uh, shared our work, and I just replied, "Thanks for sharing." And and uh, she she replied with this. Okay. Um, my pleasure. I love you guys' work and have learned a lot from you. You inspired me to light paint to do light painting to begin with, and I've followed your journey for many years now. I am always impressed with each new creation you and Kim come up with. Fun fact, I met my partner while I was light painting on the beach because he was doing the same thing and we bonded over both having followed you and learned from you. I can't emphasize enough how cool I think what you do is. It's so much more than the the, the photography, <laughs> than awesome. the art. It's making people connect and become life partners. <laughs> what, what do you want more than this? Wow. She made my day for sure, you know. <laughs> That's incredible. And this is why I love having people on the podcast because this kind of stuff you wouldn't hear otherwise, right? And uh, it, it, that that is incredible, you know. I know uh, <laughs> that, is so, that, that is so cool. So, like, you know, um, it, I got a funny question for you. And, um, you know, Eric, uh, earlier in, in, um, in when you first kind of, um, chat here in the podcast you kind of say it's like well I'm I'm very technical and then Kim is the creative one so I'm just wondering um, how much of that um, you know from the photography how much how does the creativity work between the two of you how do you come up with the the concept and you know the pose and the lighting and the landscape because you do think about that um, you know when I see your photograph you think about where you put it you know where um, whether it's a nighttime with the stars I remember you were posting something with the tail of the Milky Way and you're like I don't know where the Milky Way is, but the tail is still pretty beautiful or something like that. So how does that creativity work between the two of you to create these masterpieces? 
I'll, I'll let you start. <laughs> uh, for me, it's trial and error. And, you know, you try a lot of things and something, sometimes you see, oh, this is working. So then you jam on that and then gets you other ideas. Um, a, a lot of my work is based on uh, constraints. Okay, so as I was saying on 360, uh, if I use light painting, it was because of the constraints. And I impose myself a lot of constraints, like I'm never using a flash outdoors, even though I know it would be easier to freeze my subject. I don't want to go there because I feel like there's so much more about using a single source of light that you use to, to light up your subject, have the trace of light. It feels like everything blends well together. So I, I keep my path on that. So there is that constraint that is helping the, 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 the creative decisions, the uh, the overall uh, identity that we crafted over over the years, um, but then Kim keep, keeps challenging me about things that I, I'm like, eh, it's not possible. Don't even think about that. And, and then, then I try it anyway. And, and, and it works. <laughs> so, and and the best example is that one one day she was like, oh, I can't. I, I could like take sand in my hands and then you do the circle. And I was like, no, it's a long exposure. It's not going to work. <laughs> And of course, that, that, that's super pretty because she, she's good with that kind of thing. She's super precise. So she started to uh, release the sand one hand after the other while I was doing the circle, like perfect timing. And, and she got it the first night uh, we tried that. Um, if I can add to that, I think we're both very curious people and we both really like challenges. So we like to push our, the limits of what we think is, is possible. Um, and yeah, we always use constraints. So let's say I, I usually say as a joke, like I like plans. Sometimes we plan thing, but I, what I like even more is to change plans. You know, like when the plan doesn't work or doesn't seem to work, then how do we adapt, adjust and come up with something and play with what is here in front of us? So I think it's a, I don't know if it's a philosophy, but it's a way to approach um, our creative life. And life in general, I'd say. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that that is. Uh, I, I love how you know, like I think when I hear Eric, it's like very logical. And it's like, well, we try this, it works, and then we kind of just you know change it up, and then Kim's just like, nah, you know, let's just try something crazy. And I can see how you know that dynamic but, really works. But I'm also very analytic, like. Like oh. we joke as I'm very like up in the air and, uh, you know, but I'm very analytic and I like to, I'm, I'm usually the one who, when we do th something, let's say almost by luck and we're not sure how it happens, then I'm the one who tries to dig and understand and like figure out what, what we did so we can actually do it again, maybe, or adjust. So mm. I'm pretty nerdy as well. Yeah, and that's very helpful for me because uh, there are so many details that I don't see. And she, she, she knows like a lot of things that uh, it's just too much for me. And that's, uh, that's also why she's uh, helping a lot uh, in uh, when we have uh, like uh, corporate gigs here at the studio, like we get hired by brands to do uh, like stuff in 360 and work with dancers sometimes and she always like finds the, the little things that we can improve and like she does creative direction here things that I'm so clueless about so super lucky that she she's part of this whole story yeah so I guess it, once again it's like complementary strengths 
that we put together. 100%. Yeah, wow, that is really cool. Um, so now I kind of want to ask a few questions for Kim. And, you know, you mentioned how you were a dancer and you got injured and um, and then you you have to explore a different um, a different technique or different way to express yourself through dancing. Now, when I see this photography, like like what Eric mentioned earlier, they're just incredible because you know it's so sharp for for that long exposure. Um, you can see a very good details on yourself. What are some of the techniques that um, you know that that you can share so that you know the audience who are you know attempting to to do what you guys are doing can get the same result? How can you stand still for that long? You know, such a long time with such I could say quite complicated um, poses as well. Like, you know, it's not just like standing up, right? You have like your hands here, really, really elegant um, poses. Um, good question. Um, well, the, I guess the first thing is communication. I, Eric needs to let me know, like we have a way to communicate that uh, in order for me to know when he's about to trigger and when the the exposure ends. So that's one thing. Um, we, when we teach, we always say people, we always tell people to hold their breath because that's a very technical aspect, but it helps because even like the movement of the lungs, like uh, when you inhale, let's say it's going to create movement uh, in the body, which is enough to make the person blurry. Um, but more on the, like what practices I think are helping me to achieve this, um, when it comes to um, like, it, it requires a lot of focus, like to be able to sustain focus and concentration for a long period of time. So uh, any meditative practice helps uh, in that regard. Um, also like while we shoot, I do body scan to make sure that my my uh, limbs are like at the same place, not only at the same place, but also that my body is still vibrant and alive and full of energy, if that makes sense. Because otherwise, like when you stay still for a, a long period of time, like the body tends to like get stiff a bit. Um, so yeah, and I, I train also like, so my body and muscles are able to, maintain uh like a, a position for for a bit because we don't think about it but let's say even just lifting the, the the chin for a minute you can already feel like the weight of the you know the head that is heavy so uh, so it, yeah I, I don't know it's a it's practice and between i'll say like whenever i can uh also i will move be between poses, between like uh, I thought you were you were chasing mosquitoes. <laughs> well, that also, but <laughs> different circumstances. <laughs> um, so yeah, I try, I try to do like a reset of my body and my state of mind when whenever I can. So I'll like move a bit and like shake it off to make sure that I I stay like uh, present. Nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, you train your muscle and, you know, so that you can 
have the strength basically to keep it still and then you also relax and come back to it to to kind of reset so yeah 100% that that that's I, really cool I'll, I'll add to that I'll, I train my mind as well because we shoot in like harsh conditions sometimes like cold uh high wind mosquitoes so I yeah I think I think it requires or at least I developed uh an endurance uh like <laughs> uh in that regard as well cool yeah no that's awesome that's good to learn and i'm sure the listeners you know can can learn a lot from that now one thing that um i'm, I'm interested in is to hear um you know it's been a long journey for you guys you've been doing this for a long long time was there what was the the hardest time that you have to come across was there any time where you maybe you almost quit maybe you you start um you know not enjoying what you do or whatever it may be do you have any some sort of struggles that almost you know a, a struggle that 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 probably the biggest struggle that you have ever come across during your journey can i take it yeah no <laughs> Never. <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> uh, no, never thought about quitting, never had any big struggle with having fun. And you, you can see that based on the result, it's a game we're playing and it's, it's just too much fun. Uh, so I, I definitely... Uh, I'll, I'll grab that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think the fact that we have many pillars in our creative journey. Like we have the 360, we have the outdoor light painting, and we also have like the dance performative uh, outdoor um, art. I feel like it's a matter for us uh, of which one do we put more energy and efforts in? Because we don't do, we don't do one thing for a whole year like we go from one to the other it's like a we're juggling with those um different techniques i think and i feel like they all feed each other meaning that um when we work uh, hard on a project let's say in 360 then we'll discover something and we learn from it that we can apply to outdoor light painting so it's it's kind of um i feel like it prevents us from getting uh like bored yeah it bored, prevents us yeah. from getting bored but also it's it's a very complete technique because it like we have to keep in shape and you all know that if you train every day you're going to be happier because it changes you your brain okay and just doing this uh, this uh, kind of work is training okay when we walk for an hour in sand dunes with a heavy bag just to reach uh, the final point, like looking for that perfect dune, it is quite challenging. And this is what I really like about this. I actually I prefer being uh, uh, being like uh, on a trip because I feel like I'm more active. Uh, now we're in the studio for for two uh, two months, and I'm not as active. It's but we have to post process the images. That's that that's cool, and it's kind of a it's kind of a vacation because we can slow down the pace here at the studio, but then we're going to go back in vacation in two, in two weeks on the road because this also feels like vacation. So when a vacation is the vacation from the other vacation, 
you don't get bored. <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> It's、um, like a dream life day. <laughs> well, I I feel like um, well, two two things I I was thinking about. The first one is um, uh, the fact that yeah, like we say that light painting is a lifestyle, and I think that's a bit what Eric just explained. Like we. We know that in order to achieve what we want to achieve, we need to be disciplined and take care of our bodies, of our minds. So have a balanced life, which means that we don't work all day. Like we we work really hard, but we also like、uh, kind of impose time、uh, to like take breaks and like do other stuff.、Um, And also, what was the other one? Oh yeah, he always he always says that、uh, we're still at the beginning of something. And I think that that kind of links to what what do they call it? Like the beginner's mind, something like that. You know, like that、yeah. approach of curiosity and of feeling that we're not at the end of the journey. So we're focusing on the journey itself, which makes it like kind of yeah, helpful, exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's it's always exciting. Yeah. I have to. I have to、uh, just make some precision here, just to to、uh, to clarify, because like we're we're talking with all those like beautiful journeys we have, and everything looks perfect, and it kind of is,、uh, and but it might seem to be、uh, impossible to to reach sometimes because.、Uh, And because we're also paid to do this, it's crazy. Like we were paid to to have this vacation and vacation and vacation, but it didn't arrive like in one day. And this is by doing that kind of work for years. So there was for me it was ten years of trials and error before getting the first bucks from、uh, from a creative work. So you have to be dedicated. Of course, it's taking a long time, but it's it really worth it. Yeah, I, yeah, I think exactly. It's not like、uh, it's not easy. It's not like a success story. It's it's like it's also there's as you said, like a lot of work on like both of our like different paths and、um, common one.、Um, but I really feel like the way. We individually approach our work and our art、um, artwork、uh, is similar、um, in our dedication and in our way to focus on what we want to focus on, which is the positive, the excitement, the like the possibilities.、Um, but we do have setbacks, and we do have like it's yeah, it's not always easy. I'll say that, but.、Uh, I feel like it's a conscious decision to like. Does that make sense? That, <laughs> that is incredible. No, that I, I love that. I love that so much because, you know, like um, one one quote that really stuck with me um this year was, "Whatever you focus on, become your reality." And I know, like going through, you know, all of this journey, I'm sure there must be a lot of struggle that you guys go through, but. It seems like you don't focus on that. Like Kim say, you just focus on the beginner's mind. You know, it's like, oh well, you know, it's we're, you know, we're, it's like seeing,、um, it's, it's like going to the beach for the first time. You're excited, and you know, you always just focus on that next new exciting things, like what you can come up with,、um, what sort of、uh, innovation you can do with your art and so forth. So, 
I think that's a lot to to uh, to learn from to be able to always enjoy the journey throughout you know even the hardest time and to a point where you guys don't even feel it <laughs> I think that's really cool I have wow. short memory. I forget about the negative right away. <laughs> Just like my cat, she forgets right away. <laughs> that is awesome. No, that that is so cool. Yeah. Uh, um. So well, I have a, 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 a um. It's just an interesting um, question here. You know, um, Eric, you're uh, very technical. You love photography, and Kim, you're very creative. You love dance. Now, how much? Um, how, how good are you on doing each other's jobs? If we were just for a fun fact, you know, swap your role and have Eric do the the posing and the dancing and have He's him great... doing the photography. <laughs> I have oh! one pose. I have only one pose, but yeah, <laughs> we have a few uh, pictures where we, we switch roles uh, uh, just because why not? Uh, it's good for us to play both roles. We learn uh, more by doing this. And that's something we, uh, we always mention in our workshops is to try to do both roles because once you understand the, the, the challenge of the, of the subject of the model, it's easier for you to just to get better at uh, directing. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoy doing the light painting. I think I could probably get away with the framing, have it have something that makes sense, but to change the settings during the blue hour at the speed that he does, that would take me a while. That's for sure. <laughs> he runs like back and forth every few minutes to change the settings. And yes, and I, I handle th three cameras yeah. on the field, okay? Because I always film what I do. I'm by myself, okay? Handling three cameras, uh, two different focal lengths, one filming, and I run a lot, change the settings. But I'm used to that because of the multi-camera systems. Uh, so I, I'm just used to to uh, handle a lot of technology. And I think I like it that way. It's it's part of the fun. <laughs> so, but yeah, but I'm sure you'd be, you'd be good with, with one camera if you can focus on this one and just like uh, set the, the, the right uh, composition and setting. Yeah, you. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's cool. So um, now I want to talk about, you know, your, um, Kim, your, your latest project. And um, I, I've, I've been seeing this in Twitter. I think I saw it for the very first time, uh, um, I think about a few weeks ago, a couple, a week ago or something like that, right? And um, actually, I'm not, I'm not going to say too much about it because it's going to give it away. I'll, I'll let you share it first and then I'll say something about it. Um, so my, my latest project is called Timeless. Um, it's kind of a continuity of what we've been doing or what we've been doing for years, let's say. Because when we were traveling, we would arrive on location very like uh, early, like late afternoon, and then we would shoot dance photography. So um, sunset, um, dance and stuff like that. So we, can, we could actually connect to each other and I could connect with the environment, which for me is very important in my process. Um, so, so timeless is is my baby. <laughs> it's basically like, uh, what can I say? What can I say without saying everything? Well, it's all about the textures. The, yeah. the first idea you had was to. Uh to use mud cracks because we've been working exactly. on mud cracks in some deserts and you were really interested in that texture and you wanted to experiment with having that on your skin. 
and combine both, but that didn't work. Uh, we, we played with this in studio for a few weeks, and then we went to, to replicate that uh, in the field with the real mud cracks, but we couldn't find any. So then the project evolved into other things and we started to, to experiment with different textures, like exactly. salt. So, so different matter, different, um, different way to um, immerse myself in the environment and connect with the environment, um, be it sand, dust, uh, but it's all started with clay. Um, and I think it's all in line with my fascination for like presence and like state of attention and intention of the body in connection with nature. So that's, that's how it started. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Like, um, I mean, I really can feel that, like, you know, the emotion and, you know, when I first saw, I think Eric, um, was um, sharing one of the photo from there. And then I, I just can feel that emotion and, you know, with um, how you use the sand and use that dynamic with, uh, with your movement, because there was a lot of movement in that, in that, mm. in that uh, photo. <laughs> Ironically, even on a still photo, there's a lot of movement. So yeah, yeah that's, that's really cool. Thanks yeah, so, a lot for sharing that. Mm -hmm. So you. yeah. Thank you for asking. Well, what, what I'm trying to, um, what we're trying to do with that is to kind of encapsulate really like short moment of ephemeral performances because that's what we do when we're outside. Like I'm not posing per se, I'm really performing, dancing, and we don't actually talk. Eric is there, he, he takes pictures, videos, but it's really like a, a short moment of performance that we're trying to capture basically yeah i don't direct her because i have no idea how to do that so i'm going to give her some indications like can you turn 90 degree because the sun hits better on that direction but that's that's about it and the rest of, is all her ideas and her, her way of moving so i'm i'm just here behind the camera taking pictures but that's that's mostly her her thing but once again that couldn't exist uh if it were not from that um, collaborative process because it's a very personal project and I, I wouldn't do it with some, somebody else than Eric because I trust him. I know his vision. I, <laughs> I, I trust his artistic um, input. So, so yeah, I feel like it's my performance. I kind of, it's a very vulnerable uh, state when I perform. Um, but obviously could not exist if uh, he was not on board with me. Oh, yeah, that's that's really cool. So just to kind of understand a little bit about the process. So, you know, you kind of get into find your location and basically, um, Kim, you do your dances and your movement. Is that right? And then Eric was just there to observe and then take photo whenever he feel he feels like it's a good frame. Is no, no, that... no. I'm I'm on, I'm on burst mode. I just I just <laughs> and then we look just continues burst mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> you got... I love that. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> that is funny. Um, and so. Eric, I was still wondering when you take photo of that. Do you like? Do you know what Kim was? Um, you know, do you know what Kim was about to do? Like, or um, have you ever seen the movement? Or is it like 
absolutely new and just go like whoa okay that was cool kind of thing or it's like okay you know this is where she cannot usually take his um and and so forth all right so i you never watch movies okay but i used to back in the days and sometimes i would ask my friend okay can we go to watch a movie and i don't want to know what that would be i love the surprise okay and sometimes i feel like it's like this with kim okay so i'm behind the camera i have no idea what's going to happen i know it's going to be a show okay And I'm the lucky one assisting this wonderful dance show. And I get to click the, the button and that's about it. But yeah, it's, it's always fun to, to witness. Um, I feel very lucky to, to be part of this. Wow. Yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, I, I'm, I'm much the same, actually. When I saw a movie, I hate watching trailers. I just go like, <laughs> that looks interesting. And, you know, I want to watch it. So, yeah, that's that's really cool to hear. Well, um, guys, we're kind of hitting the one hour mark. And, you know, it's been so much fun and so much pleasure to hear, to have you here and to hear your story. Now, before you go, one last question that I always ask my guests and both of you can give me one each, right? Is it, or I saw Eric's getting tense. <laughs> What's that question? Um, I know what's the question, but I, I'm not prepared, are you? No. <laughs> no. Awesome. Well, you know, just... Yeah, you favorite, just said it earlier. You just, <laughs> you just said it. You like a surprise. So here is the surprise. <laughs> If there was one advice that, you know, you could give to an audience or to your younger self or, you know, to, to anyone in this world, whether it be photography, life or whatever it may be, what would that advice be? Yeah, it's all going to be okay, I guess. And I'm saying that to myself uh, just because... I doubt that, but everything's going to be okay. Yeah, just keep doing what you do if you like it. Hmm. Well, to my younger self, that's a good one. Um, let me think. I guess, I guess I would say to not take things too seriously. Um, to connect to the playfulness and to the curiosity and yeah probably like to trust uh, your intuition yeah wow that's really great advice so have fun and it's all gonna be okay that's perfect <laughs> it's so simple but it makes sense like well, why, why, why are we yeah. complicated lies so much <laughs> Not in the sense that, not in a, I don't mean this in a like denial way, like it's going to be okay, you're not going to face anything, but just to trust that you actually have the tool to face whatever you're going to have on the path, you know? Yeah. Wow. No, that's, that is a great advice. All right, um, guys, really appreciate your time here and really enjoy having you here. So much fun talking to you. You guys are just you know, such a great human being. Hopefully I get to connect and actually meet you guys in person one day. Um, but for the audience who want to get in touch with you, who want to learn more about what you do, because I know you guys are teaching and sharing so much knowledge on, you know, two paintings and all this stuff. And perhaps for those of them who want to sign up to your workshop, what is the best way to connect with you and to find you? 
Yeah, so we rarely do workshops. Well, we, we did a lot in the days, but uh, I think we do two per year. And it's always organized with uh, bigger organizations. So we don't do any by ourselves for the moment. But we teach everything online on YouTube for free. We never charge anything for our, for our tutorials. All of the knowledge is there. And um, you can find all of the links from tubestories.tv. Fantastic. And I'll be sure to put that, you know, um, that link on the description as well as both of your social media so that, you know, people can connect, um, connect with your work more and um, see more of your work. Um, and if this is the first time of you, of, uh, for listeners, if this is the first time that you heard um, Eric and Kim, man, you're in for the trip. Just, just <laughs> go into social media. Trust me, you know, um, I'll buy you ice cream if you don't, if you don't <laughs> get intrigued. <laughs> Thank you I'll, so I'll... much. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But if you if you guys get intrigued with the with the with you know with their work, it's the other way around. You guys buy me ice cream, so I'm ready to eat a lot of ice cream and sugar. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, thanks a lot, guys, for being here. I love talking to you guys. It's just so much fun. Um, perhaps one day we'll have you back and we'll have uh, we'll cover a different topic. But it's been such a pleasure. Um, you know, um, I've, I've followed your work for a while and I've seen what you did with uh, photography, with lights and innovation that you put in the space and how you share a lot of this with the people. And it's it's just been an honor to be able to actually talk to you guys um, and have you guys in my podcast sharing these inspiring stories. So thanks a lot for being here, guys. Thank you, Stanley. We're super happy to be part of the of your wonderful podcast. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Well, Wiki Hunters, thank you for, very much for tuning in. Hopefully, you get a lot of gem from that. And if you haven't already uh, done so, make sure you check out both uh, Kim and Eric, as well as their work. Um, you know, the dances and um, Kim's latest project is something that. Um, are quite enjoy actually there's so many emotion in in just a stillness so make sure you check it out um but with that being said if you enjoyed this conversation make sure you leave a review on um on the podcast on the platform so that more um more people can listen in and heard about them but with that being said keep creating keep shooting and i'll see you guys next week <laughs>